See, they're morals. They're code. It's a bad joke. We've dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these, uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. What you just witnessed was an example of predictive programming. You see it in books, movies, commercials, TV shows, and music. Storylines or even subtle images that in retrospect seem to hint at events that actually end up happening in the real world. It could be coincidence, part of a social experiment, or a sneaky and weird form of covert interagency communication. Take a break for a few minutes and check out these clear-cut examples of predictive programming in this off-the-cuff edition of the Truth Podcast. Question everything. Now look, this is Lawrence Fishburne in the movie Contagion. Listen to what Blood say. But right now, our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently. And look who Blood talking to. Ain't that the nigga from CNN? Or am I tripping? We're still working on uh, confirming that number. The CDC, this is Blood from CNN. In the movie Contagion. Come on now. But this is a hell of a coincidence. And he telling us to do what we gotta do right now in real life in the movie. Is anyone even working here? Just get the cereal. Jory, don't touch anything. Help me. Hey, take your gloves off. Here, give me your hands. You really rubbed this in. Biggest shopping weekend of the year. I think we need to consider closing the schools down. And who stays home with the kids? People that work at stores, government workers, people that work at hospitals. When will we know what this is? What causes it? What cures it? Things that keep people calm. What we need to determine is this. For every person who gets sick, how many other people are they likely to infect? So. For seasonal flu, that's usually about one. 
Smallpox, on the other hand, it's over three. Now, before we had a vaccine, polio spread at a rate between four and six. Now, we call that number the R-naught. R stands for the reproductive rate of the virus. Any ideas what that might be for this? How fast it multiplies depends on a variety of factors. The incubation period. How long a person is contagious. Sometimes people can be contagious without even having symptoms. We need to know that too. And we need to know how big the population of people susceptible to the virus might be. So far that appears to be everyone with hands, a mouth, and a nose. Once we know the R-naught, we'll be able to get a handle on the scale of the epidemic. Please don't tell the supervisor I have the flu. I've been working with the shattered pelvis for three weeks. <laughs> oh, my juice loosener is never going to come. Hey, Dad, this came for you in the mail. <laughs> Mother, get an extra special hug ready. I bought you a new juicer. Good Lord. Flu germs entering every orifice in my head. Ugh. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Osaka flu has hit Springfield with over 300 cases now reported. Now over to Arnie Pie with Arnie in the Sky. Route 401 is going around and around and around and around and around and look out at the corner of 12th and Main because I'm going to be sick. Whoop. is this monkey flu not serious at all because it's not true <laughs> see the government likes to covertly test the emergency response system every once in a while to see how people mobilize the authorities respond and the public react wait a minute so this is just a drill exactly they do it all the time you remember h1n1 yeah a drill <laughs> remember sars yeah a drill Y'all remember the bird flu? Was the drill too? No, that one was true. Don't mess with them birds. Well, what about my mom? Did they say she was a carrier? Yeah, she just got back from Mexico. She got all kinds of symptoms, like cramping, vomiting. Did she drink the water? She said she just had margaritas. Straight up or blended? Blended, I think. Blended with ice cubes from Mexican water. Okay, so I know what she got, all right? She got a slight case of Montezuma's Revenge with a little case of the BGs. That's the bubble guts. Does that mean we can leave? No, y'all have to stay here. See, the head of the CDC, 
They're the only ones who know it's a dream. So if y'all leave, I'm sorry, they're going to have to take you out. You're stuck in this house for 12 more hours? That's what the cars are for. From a CDC clean zone, outbreak of the deadly Pandora virus is spreading rapidly. Unprecedented threat requires a worldwide quarantine. All ships must remain at sea until further. Humanity must endure. The virus? What did we do? They're buying it. They're buying WWF. Second Manjing, with me at this time, the Slickster, Akeem, the African Dream, and a big boss man. Gentlemen, is this the match you wanted all along, or are you going to continue your terrorist attacks on the mega powers and the defenseless Elizabeth? What do you want? All right, thank you, Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, the lovely Elizabeth. Three people working as one with one goal in mind, to defeat. Or should I say demolish the Twin Towers? Ooh, yeah. Hulk Hogan, you talked about the Triangle of Love. Jesse Ventura says there's a problem. Explain. Well, you know me, Gene. You get right to the heart of the matter with that question, brother. It's the love, man, that's going to supercharge the mega powers and tear down the Twin Towers. Ooh, yeah. This man, what were your thoughts then? Oh, yeah, mean Gene. I can still feel the pain when that cold steel bit into this Elizabeth's wrist right there. And when her muscles were torn, my muscles were yeah. torn. When her bone was bruised right there, I felt the pain. Hulk Hogan felt the pain. And I can still feel the pain right now. And Hulk Hogan, that pain won't stop until the Twin Towers come crumbling down. <laughs> oh, yeah, right now, tonight, on prime time, yeah. Terminator 2. King of Monsters video game. 1992, Rugrats, Season 2, Episode 14. Of course you do. And if you're a good little girl, a I'm... teenage nuclear fusion squad video game. Well, a Rocco Mr. X exploding smash-up doll, a Beverly Hills Cynthia lunchbox, a pony, and a 9/11 emergency surgical kit with working stethoscope. 1993, Super Mario Bros. The movie. Look! It's Tower. The magazine article. Nineteen ninety four Friends intro debut. Nineteen ninety five Hackers. <laughs> Beat that. Ninety five Illuminati card game. Nineteen ninety seven, The Simpsons, Season Nine, Episode One. Oh, I'd love to see New York. We could all go with the bus company's special super sitter fare. Nine bucks. This one's on me. Great. 
And real quick, here's a clip from season 21, episode 20, which is a continuation after 9-11. Is this what the framers of the Constitution would want? How many personal freedoms are we willing to give up in the name of security? <laughs> that blonde girl thinks she's smart like us dark hairs. 99, The Matrix. What you're going to hear from me, you're not going to hear from anybody else because uh, my opinions, well, let's just say they're not popular. 9-11, inside job, plain and simple. All you got to do is connect the dots. And, uh, and I'm not talking about the dots everyone's already heard about. I'm not talking about Bush sitting in that school reading a book about a goat to those kids for seven and a half minutes after he was told the news. Everybody knows that. I am talking about a massive neoconservative government effort. It's been in the works for over 20 years. You ever hear of PNAC, Project for New American Century? Perhaps. According to them, the end goal of their effort is American global domination. Full spectrum dominance, they call it. Now, the first question that pops to my mind is, how do you pull that off in this day and age? Well, according to them, you do it in four steps. First, we must control the world's oil, especially the oil in Central Asia and the Middle East. Now, I don't have to remind you that Bush-Cheney, they came to power with plans already made to attack Afghanistan and Iraq. Number two, we have to make huge technological advances with our armed forces that for some reason include the capability to fight wars from outer space. Number three, surprise, surprise, huge increases in military spending to pay for the above. $130 billion a year worth. Now, never mind the sick and dying first responders, 9-11's heroes, who can't even pay their light bill, let alone their medical bills, and a lot of whom are ending up homeless because of it. I guess there's just not enough room in the budget for them. Number four, and this is key, we change the definition of preemptive attack so we can unilaterally bomb the shit out of, invade, and occupy countries even if they pose no credible threat or had nothing to do with 9-11. One problem. How are you gonna put it into action? I mean, the American people are never gonna go for no shit like that, right? You're damn straight. Now what you need is an event. An event that gets everyone's heads turned around the right way. What you need is a new Pearl Harbor. That's what they said they needed. Now you're looking at a guy who went to 58 funerals in 26 days, I can tell you that is sure as shit what they got. If you found this episode useful, please consider subscribing. Leave a comment, like, thumbs up, and share this video with your friends and family. Take care.